You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you along on today's episode. It is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, it is Championship Monday. We'll give you a full preview of tonight's national championship game between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Also, we will catch up with Luke Robinson of Locked On Bama to get the Bama perspective on things. We'll also talk with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes for the Ohio State angle. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump right into it. Let's hear from the coaches, Nick Saban and Ryan Day, talking ahead of tonight's national championship game. We certainly appreciate the opportunity to um, play in the national championship. We have a lot of respect and appreciation for Ohio State's team, what they've accomplished this year. Uh, They're very well coached and a very good football team, and uh, we look forward to a great game. Uh, I know this has been a challenging year for all teams in college football, uh, and I think there's a lot of folks out there that we need to thank for uh, making the season be what it is. I think it's been helpful to the players and the opportunity that they have to compete and play, create value for themselves, as well as you know, a lot of fans who have great interest in college football. So, you know, our team has gone about this, I think, all year long in a very positive way in terms of trying to take advantage of the opportunities that they've had. And uh, this is obviously a great challenge and a great opportunity for them in this game. Uh, you know, like Coach Saban said, you know, feel the same way. It's an honor to be here, uh, honor to be in the national championship uh, game. And there's so many people, um, you know, that – you have to thank for, for putting all this together, certainly all the people here in Miami and with the CFP. Um, our guys are uh, elated to be part of this. And, uh, you know, again, great challenge here. Coach Sabin and uh, his, his staff do an unbelievable job. Uh, goes without saying. Let's hear a little bit uh, more from Nick Sabin. He was asked about his signing class of 2017 that included some really big names, but namely three guys who have been a big part of this season, Devontae Smith, uh, Anasha Harris, and Alex Leatherwood. Well, I think all three of those guys have done a, an outstanding job for our team, not only in terms of the way they've played, uh, the standard of excellence that they've sort of competed to, but also in their leadership uh, and how they've impacted you know, other players. Um, we had four other players in this class that are pretty significant players. Um, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, um, Tua, and Xavier McKinney, who all did go out for the draft. So uh, this was an outstanding class. Um, I think these guys have competed at a high level. They've been great ambassadors for the University of Alabama. And I think they've made a significant impact on our team this year. And Hard to say where we'd be without them, uh, but we're certainly happy to have them with us. One more from Nick Saban. He was asked for an update on Jalen Waddell, who has practiced with the team all uh, week long. His potential return tonight, could he play for Alabama? Well, he has been able to practice to some degree. I think the biggest challenge is, you know, can he sustain um, in the game? And it'll be a game-time decision as to whether – 
he thinks he can play and go out there and do his job well enough to contribute to the team. Um, and we won't know that until we get out there after pregame warm-up. So we'll see tonight. Let's jump into it. Let's do our matchup breakdowns. Matchup breakdowns. It's the fifth meeting between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Alabama leads the all-time series 3-1. to one. Ohio State won the last meeting. That came January 1st of 2015 in the college football playoff semifinal. As Alabama lost 35-42 in the Sugar Bowl. Alabama and Ohio State... Meet for the fifth time overall, second time in the history of the college football playoff. Alabama head coach Nick Saban is 2-2 two and two in his career against Ohio State, including a 2-1 and one record when he was at Michigan State. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day has not previously faced Alabama. Diving into the numbers tonight. Of course, we know the differential in games played. Alabama has played 12 games, Ohio State only 7, but... Ohio State averaging 43 points per game on offense. Alabama averaging 48 points per game, so not much difference there. The tie defense gives up 19 points a game, while the Buckeyes give up 22 a game. So, again, not much difference there. Ohio State, they have the advantage in rushing, believe it or not. Najee Harris, despite as good as he is, the Buckeyes average 272 on the ground rushing. The tie just 185 defensively. Ohio State gives up just 89 yards rushing a game. Bama, 110. Passing, Alabama, they averaged 349 yards a game through the air. Ohio State, just 272. Pass defense, the Tide, they give up 242 yards a game. The Buckeyes, 281. So Ohio State, average total offense per game, 544. Bama, 535. Tide allows 352 a game, the Buckeyes 370. All we're saying is a lot of these numbers come down to very similar. But you got to look at the big three. Turnover margin, third down success, and red zone efficiency. Turnover margin, Alabama has 12 interceptions and 10 fumble recoveries for 22 takeaways, while they've only given away four picks and seven fumbles for 11 turnovers. That is a plus 11 in the turnover category. For Ohio State, their defense has seven picks, 11 fumble recoveries. That's 18 takeaways. They have six interceptions lost, three fumbles. That's nine turnovers, so they are plus nine in the turnover category. On third downs, the Tide, they have converted on 80 of 135 opportunities, 59%. The Buckeyes have been successful on 46 of 92 chances, only 50%. Defensively, Bama has held their opponents to Third down conversions of only 41%. Ohio State, 35%. And lastly, in the red zone, Alabama, they have 57 scores on the year and 62 opportunities. as 92% of the time they score when they are in the red zone. Ohio State, 30 scores, 25 touchdowns, 5 field goals, and 39 chances, only 77%. So there you go. Just some stats to look for in tonight's matchup. A lot of things to look for tonight, too. The SEC Network, depending on what time you're listening to uh, this podcast today, they've got you covered all day. They've got SEC this morning, starting up at 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, followed by SEC in 60 at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by Marty McGee. The Paul Feinbaum Show will be live, and then SEC Nation at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Cent- oh, 6 p.m. Eastern, while 
They take you on to the start of the game. And then tonight on SEC Network will be the Alabama hometown radio call right around kickoff, 7.15 Central, 8.15 Eastern. And, of course, on the SEC Network following, they will have the SEC football final somewhere around midnight Eastern time. So going to be a lot of fun to watch all the different coverage. SEC Network got you covered heading into tonight. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk with Luke Robinson of Locked On Bama and Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. But let me go on the record and make my official score prediction. We've been telling you all week, our buddies at betonline.ag, they've got the over somewhere around 70, 75 and a half. I think they're accurate there. I think we're going to have a score fest. And I think Alabama outlasts Ohio State. I think Bama wins 45-31. So I've got Alabama covering. We will see if that happens. But that's our official locked-on SEC score prediction. Coming up next, we'll see what Luke Robinson thinks of locked-on Bama. Hope you all are ready for some football. We got the college football playoff finale tonight. And, of course, we had a whole weekend of NFL wildcard games. We got the second round of NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Plenty to watch and plenty to bet on. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Just looking at some of the lines tonight, obviously Alabama's still an 8.5-point favorite, according to Bet Online. Ohio State, want to take them on the money line? You think they could pull off the upset? Plus 245, some really good odds there. And also the over-under for tonight, 75.5 points. It's a lot of points, but two really high-scoring offenses. You can get in on it right now. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, guys. 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure they'll also have a pick for tonight's game with the national championship between Alabama and Ohio State. We're giving you both perspectives. Talk with Jay Stevens and just a little bit of Locked on Buckeyes. But first up, our buddy Luke Robinson from Locked on Bama. Luke, here we are, the national championship game tonight. Uh, Got a feeling, man, back in the summer, it didn't feel like we were ever going to get to this point. No, I I think it's incredible by all the conferences, by all the players, by all the coaches, heck, by the fans. I I think it's just uh, incredibly admirable that we've gotten to this point. And, you know, I keep hearing some folks say, well, this year has an asterisk by it. And my retort to that is, yeah, it's got an asterisk by it. This is the toughest year any team's ever had to go through. And um, if you made it through this year and to this point, or if you even made it to a bowl game, and I stand and applaud you and uh, what a great job you did. Because in the end, football's there to entertain us. Um, I mean, I know it's a career for some of these coaches, et cetera. But, but we as fans, um, we, we were lucky to have this season, and we should be grateful. 
Yeah, not only that, I mean, I, th- I think of uh, the, the teams that Alabama, you know, you lose out on the non-conference game, sure, but, you know, they would have whooped up on three, you know, schools or, or really four schools that they would have been better than, and they added, you know, what, a road trip to Mizzou, a, a home game against Georgia. I mean, their schedule got uh, much tougher, a road, you know, of course, road trip to Tennessee. So, you know, playing the 10-game conference schedule is almost like you can make the argument Alabama's a little bit more road-tested uh, or battle tested rather for tonight's championship rather than playing you know three cupcakes and a you know one power five school. Let me ask you this, Luke. Uh, I want to start with your thoughts on the Bama team. We just saw last week they cleaned up on the award circuit a lot like LSU did a year ago. Devontae Smith wins the Heisman and the Blitnikoff. Najee Harris wins the Doak Walker. Mac Jones the Davy O'Brien Award. I know this is a weird season only playing the ten games, but in your opinion. Was this the best or, or perhaps most talented Alabama team in school history? Um, it's, it's hard to say right now because the most talented, I would or I would say probably yes right now, but I, I think we need to take a step back from it all um, and, and then really give it a good look. I mean, I don't want to have recency bias here, but uh, in terms of award-winning, I, I mean, this is the most decorated team. It's also the first team in SEC history to win 10 SEC games in one regular season. And that, and that may never be done again. Uh, I doubt if the SEC ever goes to 10 regular season games. Uh, and the other thing that makes it so incredible is Alabama, obviously they can't play themselves, so they didn't play the best team in the conference. But they also skipped the worst two teams in the conference in South Carolina and Vanderbilt. They played everybody else in between. And the only game that was close at all was the SEC championship game against Florida. And then the second closest game was a 15-point win at Ole Miss early in the season. So – just an incredible, incredible job by the coaching staff and the players and, and the records that have been set. I mean, Devontae Smith speaks for himself, but uh, Najee Harris had an unbelievable year. And how do you have that kind of year uh, as a running back when all the receivers, are, when Devontae Smith having the year he had, along with Max Smith having the year he had, or vice versa? How does Devontae Smith have that kind of year when Najee Harris is, is putting up incredible numbers in his own right, uh, just in, in – a grand total of 12 games so far. It's really remarkable. It really is. We, we know how good this Alabama offense is and can be, so I'd expect uh, them to do what they've done all season. They're going to put up some points tonight on Ohio State. Uh, Luke, the news came out last week that offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian is headed to Austin to take the head job at the University of Texas. Any concern among, and this is maybe Alabama fans just being a little bit paranoid, but any concern maybe Sark could be a little distracted for this game, you know, kind of thinking ahead, looking ahead, not as focused. Do you think that might be a factor tonight at all? I, I certainly don't think so. Um, I, look, Steve Sarkeesian is now a proud graduate of the uh, Nick Saban School of Wayward Coaches, <laughs> and he has been able to graduate with honors. And I think most of those guys, look, it's not the first time an assistant has left Alabama or will leave Alabama after a championship game. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin, well, he was sort of unceremoniously sent packing, but uh, uh, Kirby Smart. I mean, you just go down the list. I mean, Alabama's had to deal with these kind of distractions for a long time. As far as Sarkeesian goes, I think, you know, given his past and given the, wow, the, the kind of tumultuous ending to his USC career, I would say he's probably learned a lot and realized, okay, I, I don't need to take anything for granted. Let's just go one day at a time. And right now the focus is on winning this national championship because, Look, in the end, this is a huge uh, 
coup for him as well if he's able to get this feather in the cap, right? I mean, even if things don't work out at Texas, he'll still be the offensive coordinator who won a national championship. So I think that this still means a lot to him as well. We've seen the Alabama defense be really good at times this year and at times not so good. They gave up 48 points earlier this year to Ole Miss, then they gave up 46 to Florida in the SEC title game, but a much more focused effort last week holding Notre Dame to just 14. And by the way, half of those points came in garbage time on a late drive. What do you expect tonight from the Alabama defense? Look, they're going up against a real formidable offense. And um, people always love to say, well, it's the dual threat quarterbacks that give Saving too much trouble. No, it's the incredibly talented dual threat quarterbacks. They give everybody trouble. Cam Newton, uh, Nick Marshall, uh, any Trevor Lawrence, guys like that. Those are the ones that are giving people problems. And Justin Fields falls in that category. This defense is going to give up a lot of points tonight. There's no doubt in my mind. And um, that's the new age of college football, though. Uh, Alabama's defense gets – a lot of people point to that old Miss score, for instance. Look, Lane Kiffin, when he puts his mind to it, he can put up points on anybody. Anybody in the country. And uh, the very next week, he didn't do so well against Arkansas. You know, it seemed like he expended all of his energy. So I think Alabama gets everybody's best shot, just like Ohio State gets everybody's best shot. So I'm not quite as worried about the defense as a lot of people are. It's, it's not, you know, the 1992 defense. It's not the 2011 defense. But it's a great defense for what we deal with in college football today, which is just explosive offenses across the board. Any thought on where Saban might look to for his next offensive coordinator at Alabama? I wouldn't be surprised if it were Bill O'Brien, the former Penn State head coach and uh, Houston Texans head coach. And I think that'd be a great hire. Look, I think in the end, a lot of these kids now, especially the ones Alabama's recruiting, they're, they're looking to go to the next level. So if you want to go to the next level, you, you want to be around guys that know all about the NFL. And I think that Bill O'Brien has certainly had a taste of professional life. It wasn't a great uh, tenure, but Nick Saban's wasn't great either. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. And But all you have to do is just be a part of the NFL, and then people start to really trust your opinion on the next level. Talking with Luke Robinson, host of Locked on Bama. Oh, last thing for you, Luke, if Nick does win this game tonight, that'll be seven national championships. That'll pass Bear Bryant uh, obviously, he's already on the level of Bear, but I think some people think, you know, if he wins this one, my goodness. I mean, the greatest college coach of all time, hands down. He'll turn 70 years old later this year. Any thought to how much longer he wants to do this? You know, I would have said earlier this year, or maybe at the beginning of 2020, that if he were to win the title this year, it would be a 50-50 shot. I think COVID changed everything because – and not only just COVID in general, but the fact that he had to sit out uh, the Iron Bowl. I think he realized, you know, this is what I do. I mean, people forget that Bryant essentially passed away not long after he retired. I mean, it's some guys are just built to do certain things. And uh, Nick Saban is built to coach football players. I'm not saying suggesting he's going to uh, leave us if he uh, – if he retires, but I think he also realizes, hey, look, I, I can keep going. I mean, Saban is 70, he doesn't, or 69, he doesn't look it. I mean, he looks much younger than that. And he's got, he's just like the players. He's got every single resource he can have at the University of Alabama to keep him young. If they, if they find a fountain of youth, guess what? The powers that be in Tuscaloosa will buy it and move it there. Um, he's he's going to have every uh, 
anything he needs to keep himself young, keep himself in shape, to keep his mind right. And uh, he's the kind of guy that does that. He's so incredibly disciplined. It's scary. And I think that uh, he could coach easily for five, maybe even six more years. All right, Luke, let's let's finish this thing off. Give me a score prediction for tonight, and who is the MVP of the title game? All right, I'll go with the MVP being Devontae Smith. I mean, why not? I mean, that's the safest money, right? But (laughs) my pick in the game is 42-39 Alabama. And I think that the best way to end this season for the Crimson Tide is for Will Riker, the kicker, to make a kick in the final seconds for a national championship. Because how ironic would it be that a kicker finally gives Alabama a national championship instead of jerking one uh, away from them? And I think that that's the way this season needs to end if it really wants to be considered the best season of all time. Right now, I, I wholeheartedly say, Look, LSU's season last year was the stuff dreams are made of. But Alabama's on pace right now. If they finish this off, and especially if they finish it off, ironically, with a kicker winning the national championship, then I think this is the best season of all time, and there's no question about it. Yeah, it it will be uh, a lot of fun to see what happens tonight. And by the way, you heard it there from Luke. He's telling you, jump on Ohio State plus the 8.5 at betonline.ag. So uh, you want to go take care of that. Luke, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the game. And, uh, man, it's going to be disappointing after tonight that we head into the offseason. But uh, it'll be fun to – Countdown and talk everything heading into the 2021 season. Thanks so much, man. And thank you. Roll Tide. Absolutely. Luke Robinson there. Locked on Bama. You can follow him on Twitter at LSRobinson21. When we return, we're going to catch up with, uh, go behind uh, the other side of the fence. Jay Stevens, host of Locked on Buckeyes, going to give us the Ohio State perspective on tonight's game. This is Locked on SEC. A quick minute for our friends at Built Bar. We tell you all the time, they're the best tasting protein bar ever. They're even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones. The uh, cookies and cream, my personal favorite. You could try them all. Look, some of them you might be a fan of, some of them you might not. They have variety packs on their website. You can just order the variety packs, see which one's your favorite, which ones you're not. BuiltBar.com is the website. They're great if you're trying to get a little bit more health conscious in the new year, looking to lose or maintain weight, or just looking for a good option for a delicious treat in the afternoon. I started my day off on with this this morning after a quick weight lift session, low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. The cookies and cream I mentioned, only 17 grams, or rather 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. Check them out right now, builtbar.com. You can use our promo code Locked On, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, getting you ready for Championship Monday tonight. Ohio State versus Alabama in the national championship game. We just got the Alabama perspective on things with Luke Robinson, host of Locked on Bama. Now we head over to the other side, the host of Locked on Buckeyes. Jay Stevens joins us now. Jay, what's going on, man? What's going on, Chris? I'm happy to be here. Happy for this big game tonight. Absolutely, man. Let's start off with, from what you've heard, 
how healthy is Justin Fields? We know he suffered the rib injury and the win, the win over Clemson, but, I mean, based on how the rest of that game went, the injury really didn't seem to matter. How healthy would should we expect him to be in tonight's game? I would say as good as you can expect. And I'm not trying to be like, like Mr. Positive, positivity, no, but with the injury like that, with the hit like that, you expect some type of ailment, some type, something to derail you. But when he woke up the very next day and said he felt better than he expected, to feel after suffering a hit like that the day before, that's kind of a good sign. And everything this week has been Justin Fields is preparing and feels really as good as you can after taking a hit like that going into a big game tonight. So they kind of positive, uh, not really negative, or not really um, the guy that's bringing bad news to the podcast. No, but look for Justin Fields to be as good as he can feel after taking that kind of a hit. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have them on whatever kind of painkillers you need or whatever. Just to, hey, look, man, it's one more game, and then uh, you go get ready and, and heal up and get ready for the NFL draft. Uh, running back, Trey Sermon has been a home run find for Ryan Day and company at running back, obviously coming in as a transfer. He set the single-game rushing record with over 330 yards against Northwestern a few weeks back. He had 193 in the playoff win over Clemson last week. Is he the key to maybe open up this offense tonight against Alabama? Yes and no. You have to have the running game against a defense like Alabama to really keep the defense honest. I think everything still starts up front. Not cliche or not anything that's trying to be, uh, well, it's all about the linemen. No, it truly is all about those linemen. Because no matter who the back was in the beginning of the season, Master Teague or Trey Sermon, Phil Chambers, Thurston running back, got some run a little bit. But the O-line at the beginning of the season had some issues. It kind of fixed the issue that they had at the beginning of the year in terms of the old line as firing at all cylinders. So I still think it starts up front, not just with opening holes for the running game, but keeping fields up and not allowing him to get hit and take sacks that really he shouldn't take. The uh, the Buckeyes always seem to have studs at wide receiver every year. Chris Olave, no different. He's gone over 100 yards in five of their six games this season. I would expect Alabama's going to try to key in on slowing him down. Uh, how good has Chris Olave been for this team? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those guys that when you watch him play, it's like, how does he do it? How does he look so smooth? How does he do it at the speed that he does it? And Chris Olave will be a big piece. And it, it, there's no really word or, like, phrase I can think. Like, he's just been that guy, consistent, well-oiled machine, and with a guy who had the memory of the way that last year's game ended against Clemson with the miscommunication, the interception of Nolan Turner in the, against Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl season over for the Buckeyes, you saw about 10 days ago that he kind of got over that and he played literally the best game of his season in the biggest game of the year last year, looking for more of that tonight. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Jay, uh, defensively, how does Ohio State slow down this Alabama offense? Two names. They're a part of the D-line, Pascal Garrett and Tommy Togiai. They're not the, they're not the only gentlemen on the, on the D-line. Ohio State does run a 4-3 set. But, you're gonna, but it all starts with those two guys. I've called them the disruptors all season long. Their ability to shed blockers and or shed blockers, move the line, not allow defenders to get to the second level has been key. It's been huge. And expect more of that tonight. Now, the Buckeyes do know they're going up against the Joe Moore Award winner and the Alabama Crimson Tide offensive line. So it's not like they're just going to be able to walk in there and destroy everything. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a, a grudge match. But everything starts for the Buckeyes' defense 
up front. Allowing penetration and getting pressure up the middle, especially in the passing game, that will affect and possibly disrupt the timing of Max Jones getting the ball out to the receivers of Alabama. You talked about up front. I'm going to hit on the secondary. Uh, Sean Wade, the defensive back, expect to be a high draft pick in the NFL. Is it? Uh, do you envision them say, basically saying anywhere Devontae Smith goes, that's where Sean Wade goes? That's a big one. That's a that's a big possibility, especially the way that Seven Banks has played lately. Now we had the other corner, starting corner. He has played a lot better later in the season. But Sean Wade is your guy. Sean Wade is the one that wants the best receiver. And that's one that I'm interested in myself. I can't say yes or no what expectations are. I do think there will be a wrinkle or two at the Buckeyes defense pass. Um, but I, I, I'm still up in the air. Do you, do you mirror him? That's what you probably should do. Because if you put him up against seven banks, who is easily the number two receiver, that could be an issue. Or do you just have Wade do what he has been doing and just let the chips fall where they may? It's going to be interesting to see what is the Ohio State or, or how have Ohio State fans handled the uh, argument? I've, I've seen so many fans say, you know, you didn't play enough games. You shouldn't be here. I mean, does it feel like if Ohio State finds a way to win this game tonight that they feel very justified in saying, look, we deserve to be there. I don't give a damn how many games we played this year. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fans have been that way. Uh, a lot of Buckeye fans have I'm still not happy with Kevin Warren, and you know he's just kind of the face of the Big Ten with that decision early in the season and then decision during the season. He gets a lot of a lot of bad attention, so that was that already put a put a bad taste in the Ohio State Buckeye fans' mouth before the season started. And then you get into the middle of the season, have cancellations. Um, you don't get to play the team up north, the Wolverines, due to COVID nineteen, and that was a bad taste in their mouth as well. And then everybody's talking about how the Buckeyes didn't haven't played as many games as everybody else. And Davo Sweeney is talking. Then you got Nick Saban's daughter doing talking as well. There's just a lot of things built up, kind of uh, negative energy that are in Buckeye fans. So yeah, I mean, I do think it's legitimate because the Buckeyes were the only ones that didn't play a lot of games this year. It happened to be that Alabama played for the 12th to date. Ohio State has not played just over half that many so far, but you still say they're legitimate because in a year like this, everything's different for everybody. Jay Stevens locked on Buckeyes. Give him a follow at Stevens 7 Last thing, Jay, give me a score prediction for the game tonight and a, uh, a an MVP of the game. Okay, MVP and score prediction. I am going uh, Buckeyes 31-27. I do not think it will be high scoring. Like I'm hearing a lot of other people think, I do think the defensive of this game will be big, will be huge. A couple of defensive stops, possibly a pick for both sides, um, because both sides do have defenders that can make big plays in the secondary. I, MVP for the Buck. I, I gotta, I'm going. I'll go Trey Sermon again because I do think, as much as I've been talking about the passing game of the Buckeyes, I do think his runs will be very key. It may not. He may not break a 25, 30-plus yard game. It could be a bunch of five, six, seven, eight yarders, but he won't break a big one at some point. I do believe that will literally be kind of the turning point. And I don't think his run of consistently playing the way that he has is over tonight. I think he'll have another big game. I'm going to trade Sermon MVP and then Buckeyes 31-27. 
Wow. If Ohio State holds Alabama to just 27 points, it'll be the most or the least amount of points uh, Alabama's offense scores all season. But, hey, they were held to their lowest total last week, uh, only 31 against Notre Dame. So we will see. Jay Stevens locked on Buckeyes. Jay, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris, man. This has been a lot of fun. (laughs) Thanks so much. Jay Stevens there locked on Buckeyes and – there you go. Look, he covers the Buckeyes. If you're an Alabama fan and you're not happy about what he had to say there, well, understand he covers the other perspective there. But uh, pretty funny that our locked-on Bama guy picked Alabama and our locked-on Buckeyes guy picked uh, the Buckeyes to win tonight. I will uh, – man, I, I just feel like that over-under at betonline.ag of 75-and-a-half, you know, it's just <laughs> – it's going to be a high-scoring game. I feel like – one team is in the 40s. One team is in the 30s. It's just how it feels tonight. We will react to it tomorrow. Or on Locked on SEC, give you a full breakdown of what we saw in tonight's game. For Luke Robinson, Jay Stevens, thank you so much for uh, joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Locked on SEC. Join us right here.